Purgatory seems nice, but I prefer to vacation in Limbo, Nebraska. I'm Justin. Too bad the holy water doesn't come in gallon jugs. I'm Sam. I want to suck your blood. I'm Jackie. And this is sundown. Do I have to do the subtitle? <laughs> On Stinker Madness. <laughs>Jackie. Uh, yeah, Sundown, uh, the vampire in retreat. Uh, I also would have liked it if your uh, intro, if you'd done a Western twist on it, like, I want to suck your blood, you cow pokes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is, this is a vampire Western. <laughs> uh, if you missed it, it's currently streaming on Amazon Prime from 1989, starring a plethora, you might say of uh stinker staples including david carradine bruce campbell mm walsh uh george buckflower um who else we got in here some some hot ladies that i don't know who their names are well the deborah foreman was in valley girl okay okay uh the wife was in dallas uh yeah she i've thought soap opera with Mm. her like i've seen her in a soap and it turns out i did uh yeah they're a guy that's not Chris Evans. He's been in some stuff. He kicks around. The guy that's not Chris Evans. Shane. Shane. He looks like Chris Evans, you think? I don't think so, oh. but okay. Well, you. He also has two different voices in this film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Sam, since we know that everybody loves your boring bullshit, uh, why don't we uh, just get you going and tell us what you can about Sundown? So the cast seems no, made no, up as No, no, you like... have to do it in a cowpoke. <laughs> voice howdy y'all this is my born bullshit pew 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 pew, pew, pew. <laughs> but dude do you have to swear so much <laughs> uh <laughs> the cast is made up of like some it people and like every character actor that was working at that point yeah, right like every single one of them it is crazy Mm -hmm. uh campbell said that because of the sort of pay scale you're getting with all these character actors or whatever and this is a somewhat funded movie um he's like i had never seen checks that big (laughs) i was like having to pretend that oh yeah no i guess i'll take it for that yeah I, I, you've read his book, so this is happening right at the same time that he's first trying to scrape together money for, uh, the man with the screaming brain. Right. And I don't really Which, remember him talking about this movie at all. This movie was a total left field punch to me. It's like the first time he, cause the first time he made money was basically army of darkness. That was the first time he was like, oh boy, cash. This is, I, I'm now, 
you know, in a well-known franchise. Because Evil Dead 2 wasn't a well-known franchise theatrically. It wasn't Cold Circles, but he still wasn't an A-lister by any means. And I don't know, you know, he never was. He was a B-lister. But, uh, yeah, so I, it's weird that this movie even exists to me. But Yeah, it's odd that they called him, too. It's mm-hmm. just like a whole weird thing. Um, you see why everybody else is in it. It's just like character actors. I can scrape all these together. What Bruce Campbell thinks is gobs of money is actually not that much money right. when you when you do it this way. And then, you know, a couple of the girl from Valley Girl. There's that one of the the camper dudes in Twin Peaks after this, yes. I think um, the I I can't forget to mention, though, I don't think he has a line. I think he's just an extra or he's in a few shots as he has a his character has a name. Gerardo is in this movie. The Gerardo? Gerardo is in this movie. Yes. Oh, my. Wow. Rico Suave is in it. Who was he? Poochie? Poochie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I couldn't. I didn't spot him. Okay, so. In fact, I I had to, before I would even say that out loud, I had to confirm from at least three different sources on the internet that he was in this movie. How did you track this down? Is there just like a credit? Pucci, Gerardo, or is, yeah. does he, he doesn't have, does he have a last name? No, because of how the internet works and how long it's been and it, billing doesn't really matter. Like John Ireland's a really big deal. Yeah, right. Uh, 20 years before this is made and 40 years before this is made is a huge deal. So the billing, when you search cast, is different now because of the popularity of the people, right? Mm-hmm. And so Gerardo shows up early on because he, even though he was a flash in the pan, he was somebody. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I'm like, no, that's, you. Uh, he's not in this, what? <laughs> and no, he's in the movie, I guess. So Gerardo. Weird. Yeah, it is. It's weird. He's probably like in the diner scenes. Yeah. Just off I to the side. He, <laughs> he might have been one of the vampire mobsters that Carradine has or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm not sure because there's a slew of vampires that show up later that you're like, oh, there's a lot more people in this movie now. Uh, Vestron Video put this out. I think when we watched it today, they've redone the cover art mm-hmm. and they did Lionsgate. Yeah. Is just yeah, has it now? Lionsgate owns it. Um I noticed you can buy it from Bruce on his website. Hmm. Yeah, so if you want to give him a small percentage of not very many dollars, go ahead and do that. Yeah, yeah. He maybe maybe Lionsgate doesn't have that strong of a death grip on this movie. They're like, Oh yeah, that movie even exists. Well, I would just assume that it's a whatever uh referral link or whatever yeah. you call that. Affiliate. Uh affiliate, yeah, you probably get thirty cents every time somebody buys it. Mm-hmm. Just not going to get a new chair with that. <laughs> I'm saving up, uh, baby. <laughs> so Vestron was a burned bright and burned out quick uh, tag in the movie industry. They were their own studio. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of misinformation about this movie and Earth Girls are easy. Uh, supposedly Earth Girls are easy. And this were up, like, which one are we going to put the money behind? And then the tale is, is that Vestron put the money behind this. But that's obviously not the case because, one, Earth Girls Are Easy is somehow considered a hit, although it cost like $14 million and only made like four back in the theater. That doesn't really make sense to me. Right. That doesn't scream smash hit. Mm -mm. Uh, Dino bought 
uh, Earth Girls Are Easy, so that doesn't scream smash hit. Right. And then there's no uh, numbers on this going to the theater at all. All the artwork is VHS, so just whatever sort of tale there are between... Because I found a couple different spots there's people talking about that, and it's like, no, that just doesn't line up. It doesn't line up with any of the things that are happening, and... The original art for for this is a VHS box. And I think one of its biggest problems is that that artwork is it looks like a Amish rap group on the beatdown cam. Mm -hmm. It is very strange looking and the back of the box is even worse. So it's just one of those that didn't when when you're making movies for the VHS shelf, they have to be. Uh, entertaining enough to keep people watching it, whether it's stupid or not, and then they have to have a pretty good cover, otherwise nobody's going to pick the fucking thing up. Right. And that's it It had bad artwork, and that's probably its biggest problem. I would also lump in uh, the title. I, I think Sundown is, just by itself, is vague, uh, but it's it's good enough. But then you add the tagline, which you can't take off. It's all one thing. Like, this is part of some franchise. Sundown. The Vampire in Retreat. I think when you add that second part on, it's like, that's a bad title. Like, that's going to turn some people off. Because it, 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 it's not descriptive of the movie in any way. It almost makes sense after you've seen it, but not really. Yeah, like, that I mean, like, subtitle just sucks. It, the tone of it, The Vampire in Retreat, like it, like it's a serious... You know, there's a a vampire that's down on his luck and and he's he's trying to, you know, escape onto the streets and and live hard. Not some goofy, campy, fun vampire Western. It just doesn't say fun vampire Western at all to me. Maybe that's what they should have just called it. Fun Fun, vampire Western. (laughs) Fun vampire Western. Yeehaw! Yeah. And the tag, that's the the tagline. Yeehaw! (laughs) That would have worked better. Yes, it would have. It would have. I mean, it's not like artistic at all, but <laughs> you know what you're getting. Just in. yeah, it's a white can of beans. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Vestron eighty six to ninety two is how quick they came up and went under. Wow. But it's surprising, and basically what it is is they hit with Dirty Dancing, huh? And that money didn't run out until around this time, right? Damn. <laughs> Um, they also hit, they hit a few times. They weren't huge hits. Like young guns was okay. They are like, Oh yeah, we were actually a viable movie company when young guns hits. And then before that, in between dirty dancing and young guns, they put a flyer out on the princess bride. They're the ones that put that out. So other than that, there's not a lot of hits. They did a bunch of stuff that you've heard of before. Like, uh, the director that does this. Anthony Hickox, he did wax work. They do all the wax works. Uh, they did Ghoulies. And then they had a Lightning Films, like subtag, when even they were afraid to put their fledgling name on it, they'd still take a chance on a movie. And we've actually done a, one of those movies. It was Street Trash. Okay. Uh, right around this time is when they're going under. And they put out this. And... Norm, Norm the Gnome? Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. Norm, Norm. I thought, yeah, I think Norm the Gnome. A gnome named Norm. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay. okay. Yeah, they put out this, a gnome named Norm, and then they had a 
romantic comedy vehicle with Judge Reinhold, and it's like, oh, wow, none of these worked? That's Whoa. fucking crazy. <laughs> you went under? Weird. Judge Reinhold. <laughs> yeah, you substituted the pizza sauce with ketchup and the restaurant closed? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Anthony Hickox, the director of this, should be film royalty. Uh, he's His whole family is in filmmaking. His uncle was none other than Lord Arthur Rank, hmm. who's one of the most important figures in the history of British film. Okay. He basically controlled the British film industry for a certain amount of time. But what I could say that you would ring a bell to you is he's the guy that started Pinewood. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of royalty. I mean, if you're working yeah, in film and you're you're the descendant of somebody who started Pinewood, well, yeah. I mean, that's like being George Lucas's great grandnephew, and you make a student film. I'm royalty. <laughs> no, I, I. That's what I'm saying. Lucas shot at Pinewood. Right. 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 This guy's bigger than Lucas. Yeah. Well, Skywalker Sound and ILM. I mean, those are kind of big deals. Yeah. Um, yeah. Either way, the studio <laughs> likes him. That's why they brought him on this project, whatever. Um, and it just, like, they're, oh, you can do the stop frame animation. Like, that's actually the thing that doesn't work the most. It's still kind of fun. I don't care. Like, there's a lot that doesn't work in this movie, but it, it was all fun, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's obvious they bring him because the, oh, we can do the, uh, this we got this treatment from the other guy that gets the screen credit and then Hickox rewrites it most of the way. He's apparently could have been a bigger deal, but he loves to party. <laughs> uh Who he doesn't? got Prince he his biggest swing and miss is one of the biggest swing and misses ever. His dumbass took the job to try to do a the Prince Valiant uh reboot in ninety in the nineties. Like and it was apparently a shit show. And Warwick Davis said the real problem was that the director was just partying the whole time. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> right? Like, you know, you're on the way out. Like, why did I take Prince V? <laughs> that was fucking stupid. <laughs> Prince V sounds like some sort of special drug that he was on. I'm on the Prince V. It's blowing my yeah. mind. And then after that, he had to do movies with Dolph and Seagal. Mm. <laughs> Seagal only worked with him once, so he must have some talent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then there's another movie he did that, I'll, that I'm going to preview that we might actually pull the trigger on with Mario Van Peebles, where they're like space wolverines or something. It looks really fucking ridiculous. Okay. So this guy's, even though he didn't like have a great career, he had a, a decent career longevity wise. And there is some stinkers in there. Okay. There is some shit to check out. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much the size of this movie. Did you uh, find anything out about if they had remastered it? Because other than some bad, possibly camera work, uh, out of focus stuff, um, this it looks good. Like it's in no, letterbox, um, all, all sorts of, you know, bells and whistles on this thing. I think it got a special screening at Cannes. Oh, and maybe. so it was originally shot mm-hmm. for, and that was, I think, where that whole mythos of the ba- or the the false information, the fake news on the internet about the this and uh, Earth Girls are easy. Mm-hmm. They shot this 
with the intention of possibly putting it into theaters, but then it really looks like they were able to keep the budget under five million. Yeah. And at that point, they're just like, we need some cash. Put this on shelves right now. Yeah. And then they went under anyway. Okay. So this is just probably the original cans. This, Yeah, this is the what they had shot and the uh, director's cut, say, that went to theaters is this. Yeah. Whether it was just pan and scan that happened to it when it went to VHS or if there was further editing is unclear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I was kind of surprised when Jackie was watching this and I was super hammered uh, uh, when we first discovered this. I almost, until I saw Bruce Campbell, I thought uh, it was like a like a 2016 spoof of 80s vampire movies. Um, and then Bruce Campbell comes on. I'm like, wait a minute, this is an old movie? Huh, weird. Because uh, you usually just don't see movies that you know nothing about from this era still look good uh on streaming services they usually look like shit at this point so yeah they've this one gets that sort of had the cult following prince didn't get destroyed uh so its first transfer is a good one Mm -hmm. that doesn't happen a lot of times usually like with some of the streaming ones they're going off of the the divix original transfer and there hasn't been one since yeah yeah Okay, uh, let's get into this. Uh, Basically, the premise of this movie is that, uh, like the Knights Templar, uh, the vampires have been hunted to almost extinction. Vampires throughout history. What the hell movie did you watch? I read the opening crawl. Uh, They've been hunted all over Europe and have been wrangled into the West. They've escaped and uh, tried to make their home away from all all the people who are trying to stab them with uh, 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 stabby things. And uh, so they've uh, now trying to hide, but also reform so that they can have harmony with mankind. And this place that they call the home is called Purgatory. And it's like a ye olde time kind of Western small town. It's an abandoned copper mine town. Yeah, abandoned copper yeah. mine town. We find that out later. Uh, but tumbleweeds and you know everybody in town and there's still... a dirt road that runs through it and everybody gets together at the diner every day and uh you know one of those one of those old mom mom and pop type towns half of utah half of utah exactly they're in utah (laughs) and this is what half of utah is like yeah uh and and mankind has forgot that uh or forgot not necessarily forgot but isn't currently aware that the vampires are living amongst us and that they have this town and it's all vampires. Nobody else. Lives yeah. We cannot confirm or deny the existence of vampires, but there are vampires right here. Mm-hmm. They're like mega force. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, because they're so secretive. <laughs> yeah. And that you can't confirm or deny it, but it exists. It totally exists. Just like the opening credit in mega force. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so then we meet this guy named David and his family, David Harrison and Sarah Harrison and the two girls that they've got, Gwen and Juliet. Uh, and Juliet is a bit of, uh, uh, she's, I guess what the film is telling us is that she's odd because she is obsessed with horror movies and, and the horror genre in general. And so they think that she's spending too much time with it and, and having nightmares, 
But really what she's having nightmares of is the truth, which is bad. Yeah. She also has uh, amassed quite a macabre collection for a seven-year-old mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in her bedroom. Yeah. And her father goes up there to see it, and he's disgusted. And it's like, you, this didn't happen overnight, bud. Yeah, no You shit. <laughs> haven't walked up to your daughter's room in, like, three years. Uh-huh. And so, later on, there's, you know, marital troubles and things like that. And he's just like, I can't believe you did this. And it's like, you don't know what your own kid's room looks uh-huh. like. Of course, your marriage <laughs> isn't doing well. There's a point where he introduces her and uh, he like looks at her like, hey, this is my wife, Sarah. This is my daughter, Gwen. And my other daughter, Juliet, honey. Oh, yeah. Right. Juliet. Juliet. Yep. This is her. <laughs> yep. That's right. This is. Number two here. Number two. <laughs> That's what I usually call her. Uh, I also like that he, it's not like she's got seven-year-old horror posters, like whatever that would look like, like, say, Frankenstein or Dracula. Uh, she's got some pretty uh, eclectic stuff in there. In fact, I'm pretty sure I saw a, po- a poster for Suspiria. Not yeah. really seven-year-old material. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where'd you get that, kid? I mean, A, how did you see Suspiria? B, where did you get a poster for Suspiria? <laughs> yeah, her mom says, you know, that's all she wants when we go shopping. And it's like, where are you shopping? Uh, Fangoria.com, apparently. <laughs> yeah. In 1989. So um, so they're, they're going to take a trip to this town called Purgatory uh, because David's got a job offer there, a consultancy job. And they're like, well, hopefully she'll meet some normal people in purgatory. Cut to three old guys out in the sun. In in Randy Savage's sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All wearing coveralls. All wearing flannel. All wearing straw hats. All sitting together on a porch swing. <laughs> Love these guys. Like, as soon as this shot happens, I'm like, oh, fuck, I fucking love this movie already. Because <laughs> it's just so like, what? And then you find out that they're fucking vampires. And they've got, their whole thing is just being a, you know. I think they're the town's pre-warning system. Yeah, they're they're the harbinger uh, of Cabin in the Woods fame. Uh, but they're just like yokels. They, they just put on sunscreen, and that's all they need to do is to just sit there and be like, weather's nice. Yep. You know, spit. Yeah. <laughs> they love them. They're yeah. Awesome. I, I think that the way the town's set up and acting like this for this, they're waiting for David to come. Yeah. But normally, they probably don't hang out during the day, even though they can. Oh, it's, I think that they're, this they're, is the... These guys are there all the time. This is their favorite thing to do. Yeah, I think these guys and the sheriff probably, but everybody else is just like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Like, fuck. I him. don't know what they do. <laughs> well, they hang out I mean, the diner. I guess, but they can't. Like, this would be so boring. Uh-huh. It would be. I think that's why John Ireland's character does what he does later. Is like, dude, I'm fucking bored. <laughs> I can't stand this small town hick shit. <laughs> Well, even in the small towns, like, people have stuff to do. Like, nobody actually has anything to do. I don't know if you've ever... I don't think you've ever been to Iowa, Sam. 
I've never been to Iowa, no. Everything I've seen is is pretty uh pretty slow. It's moving they, slow. They say that about us. Yeah. Right. Well, that's because we're mentally slow here. Not oh. life isn't slow. We're we're moving fast, but our brains are moving slow. So there's it's a little bit of confusion there. Um but anyways, so yeah, they're they're on Harbinger duty waiting for David Harrison to arrive because he's the savior of the town. And instead, what they get uh pulling up is Don Jr. <laughs> this guy. This is actually this is actually George Bush when he was in the air guard. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but a little more douchier than I think George Bush would have been. Because George Bush, despite his evilness and the fact that he got a, a hundred thousand people, innocent people murdered, uh he's a pretty friendly guy. This guy is a tool. He's a dick bag. Yeah. You're right. George Bush, uh, you can have him over at the barbecue. You're going right. to have a great time. Right. Exactly. This guy comes to the barbecue. He's going to fucking crash through your fence. Mm -hmm. He's just jumping his Jeep going. He's doing enough cocaine to kill 10 horses. Yep. While he's driving his Jeep as fast as he can through the desert 10 feet from where the road is. <laughs> ah! <laughs> gone full cage uh yeah and so they he pulls up and they're like boy i hope that's not david harrison <laughs> and mm at walsh is there and he see that that's why these guys i know that this is what they do because he's already got a reputation of being angry at at people they're also like not just waiting for david harrison they're also keeping others away so they're always out there uh and he's he's got a reputation for being a little hot headed. <laughs> and uh, speaking of being hot headed, uh, this guy flips him some shit and he just backhands his head off. It's hilarious. Yeah. And the guy stands there after his head comes off and his hands try to grab his head. <laughs> yeah. Like his body's like, oh, no, my head fell off <laughs> before it dies. Finally, it's great. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. I love this whole first sequence. Uh, anyways, down the street, there's two campers and they see this whole thing shake down. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe he just punched his head off. We, what are we going to do? Because this guy was apparently their friend. Uh, and. Uh, so they they're panicking and what have you. They're mad because they're panicking because they know that's where the coke was coming from. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, they're like so it's a double thing. Like they're like, oh my god, they knocked his head off. Well, now how are we gonna get cocaine? And we're supposed to be out here for three more days. We don't have any coke. That's when you just sneak down and be like, you know, we don't give a shit about him. But can we have that bag of white stuff on the seat? Yeah, I need to search his pockets. Yeah, I don't care about the messy blood. It's a sealed bag. Yeah, and you come down there and like, oh yeah, his head comes off all the time. It'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I just gotta find something in the glove box here. Be on our way. Uh, yeah. So now they're like, God damn it, Mort, you gotta go in and report to Mister Jefferson because you've done it again. You've you've murdered some townie that's driving by looking for gasoline. And they're, they're going to sniff us out now. So go talk to Mr. Jefferson. I guess Mr. Jefferson's kind of like the mayor, even though Count Mortek will... Durlac? Durlac? Mortelac? Mortelac, yeah, Mortelac. Yeah, he's 
kind of the mayor as well? I'm not really sure what Ethan Jefferson's job is. I don't know. Yeah, he he's like old crotchety guy who's kind of in charge, but there's no real way yeah. to know what the fuck. Maybe he's like They're, in charge of security, but then there's a sheriff and the sheriff is in charge of security. I don't know what his job is. They seem to have a hierarchical, their system of government is just a hierarchy on how long you've been a vampire. Mm, yeah, that's what kind of seems to me too. Which is interesting. And the longer you've been a vampire, the more powerful vampire shit you get. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on level five. <laughs> I just got the uh, vampire laser eyes. So it's, it's yeah. being a vampire is just like being a Scientologist. Well, no, you don't have any powers as a Scientologist. These guys could actually like, you're not on level five, but then they like do their fast hand things or whatever vampires do to prove virility and like, oh shit, you are more of a vampire than me. Son of a bitch. No, I think when you reach level two of Scientology, you gain the powers of uh, kidnapping and indoctrination. So you have superpowers. <laughs> oh yeah. And then you don't really get tax evasion until level five. You're right. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, Jefferson decides that that's enough. We got to arrest Mort. He he needs to spend some time in jail. So they lock him up. Uh, meanwhile, the Harrisons have pulled into town, and they're greeted by Sheriff Quentin Canada. I like I, I like that his name is Quentin Canada, and he's Jamaican. <laughs> yeah. It's, he makes all the sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he says howdy, and then they go and meet uh, some other two, the shopkeepers, Otto and Anna. Mm-hmm who will uh, uh, be involved in the film later. But yeah, they explain the history that it was an old copper town and that the copper dried up and, and the jobs moved away and now they got to make blood substitute. They put in the blood substitute factory. And if only David Harrison can really find the way to manufacture blood, fake blood, he can a save the world and save the vampires, even though he doesn't know they're, they're vampires and put purgatory back on the map. Yeah. So the campers go into town, and uh, they, uh, they see the sheriff locking Mort away, and they're like, hey, that we saw that guy punch some guy's head off. And they're like, oh, yeah? Okay, well, you can go into prison, too. Yeah. They're like, hey, don't you want to hear our story? And he's like, you said he punched a guy's head off. Got it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, start thinking about this situation on your end of things here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and get, go ahead and get in that cell. <laughs> you know, I'm locking you up for your own safety from yourself. So, and I was pretty sure when I watched this, that the, the human guy with the blue eyes and the shorts, that he was yeah. somebody. He's in twin peaks. Yeah. He's the boyfriend in twin peaks. Ah, okay. The douchey one. That's why I remember him. Okay. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. So, um, I can't remember his name. I used to remember everybody's name in that show, but it's like Johnny or somebody, because uh, the his counterpart that makes poopy face and sad eyes all the time. I'm so lonely in my cool leather jacket, and my motorcycle. Is named Bobby. I remember that. Oh. Or maybe he's named Bobby. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Twin Peaks. Anyways, so uh, we get introduced to. Bruce Van Helsing, because that's who Bruce Campbell is. Uh, 
he is coming into town. His car breaks down, and he's got to hoof it on foot. Walks all night long, gets to the gas station, and the two remaining old guys are like, Purgatory? Never heard of it. You best uh, just stay on this highway and get on the fuck out of here, Buster. And no, we're not taking you in town. No, we don't have a phone. All right, fine, jerks. He's sometimes when you watch Bruce Campbell movies, there's a lot of them that are there's he's hit and miss, and there's a lot of them that are miss. You can tell early on where the production's at on whether he can do his thing, and he's able to do his thing because he's hitting early. Mm-hmm. His comedy is on point from the get go. Right. The yeah. shoe, the shoe dirt gag, he pulls it off masterfully. I think that this is probably one of, the, in the top five Bruciest of Bruce Campbell movies. I could think where he gets to full on be Bruce, you know, do the yeah, do the thing that made him famous in in Evil Dead. Well, really, what sold it for me is that he had holes in his socks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Van Helsing's not doing so hot. Yeah. I, I like this character. Um, last night, though, Mom is like, well, I'm going to go up to bed, David. You want to come up? And he's like, get out of here, Sarah. I'm busy looking at documents. She's like, okay, well, I'll just be upstairs by myself in my underwear. And I mean, my nightgown that is like what an old lady would wear, but you like it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, just imagine what happens if you get this off of me. There's three more. <laughs> uh, so she goes upstairs. And Shane, we, we find out who Shane is kind of here. He's a vampire. Uh, and we also learn that these vampires actually become vampire bats, all uh, Bugs Bunny, Alicadabra, Hocus Pocus. And they also are rapey. <laughs> yep. Shane flies in. His buddy's like, where are you going? You're naked. And Shane's like, yeah, I know. Flies into Sarah's room, gets on top of her as a bat. Oh, no. Back up to when he turns into a human being Mm -hmm. by the window. Yeah. With his huge, like, Pinocchio codpiece on. Yeah. Right. He was supposed to look naked, but he just has, like, artificial giant dong. Right. It's weird looking. Yeah. Um, I'm still not sure if he turned into a human there or if we saw past the bat visage and realized he was a vampire. I'm really not sure what that whole shot was all about. But because when she looks at him as a bat trying to climb on top of her, he's a fucking bat. And then when the kids come in after hearing her screaming... Juliet sees Shane as a naked man, but mom is still seeing a naked bat. So, well, how many bats do you know go around and have like wardrobes? Well, you know, most bats are naked. Batman. <laughs> okay. Yep. I know one. One bat that dresses up. Uh, the crazy cat lady that lives down the street. She's a crazy old bat, you know. As close. I don't know, Shaggy. Come on. Where are you going, naked? Bad guy. (laughs) After he almost rapes her and scares her children and then decides to fly out, they hug each other and leave the window open. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just say it was only a bat. Close the fucking window. window. (laughs) You don't know how many rapey bats are out there. 
Uh, it would pretty much give me nightmares if a vampire or if just a any bat tried to rape me. Like that's no, oh, that's not what I'm here for. Bat, get out of my house. <laughs> if you just if you'd come in and been polite, you know, bought me a couple drinks first, Mister Bat. Then yeah, but going straight God. to man, gross. All right, so, uh, Mister Jefferson. I guess they've also got a nightclub in this town because I'm not really sure what's up here because Mr. Jefferson finds a couple L.A. punk kids that are like, this club sucks. Let's walk over here. And he turns them into vampires. So is there like is the nightclub from the opening shot of Blade in this town? I think this is outside of town. They've set up a fake bar for miscreants and ne'er-do-wells to come oh, it's and like then Roadhouse? they turn them into vampires for their vampire army later oh okay okay that would make sense oh yeah 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 okay yeah all right yeah he turns them uh into vampires and he's they we learn that he's got an entire army of vampires that live inside of a cave and they're not polite vampires they're the bony face vampires i i i don't know this whole vampire in the cave thing, it's like they took a weird turn with the makeup because... Vampire in the cave. I know. I love the Smiths, dude. Uh, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> anyway. Morrissey, yeah. Uh, it seems at one point later on in the film, when they're getting ready to start being an army, like, they have all these different shots of people with different phases of a bat face. Uh-huh. And then eventually it turns into a giant bat man and then into bad, the bat. bat right and so i think some of them might have just been getting ready to go first for a quick fly yeah and it just takes a little bit to get through the process <laughs> unless you're shane and then you can morph instantly i don't know um so yeah so there's something something going on there meanwhile uh David goes to the Vampire Science Company. I'm not really sure what this place is called. It's got a name where they're making the fake blood. Um, did you guys catch the... Chobani, the, I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> it does look like tapioca. Yeah. Did you guys notice that the, the name of the product, uh, the fake blood, is called Nectarine? <laughs> oh, God. I didn't know that. That's Nec good. Yeah, there was a poster on the wall. I was like, oh, man, you guys... Probably should have not made that one quite so subtle because it's not like all the other artwork that the, in the production has any hidden double meaning. But yeah, I caught a poster for Nectarine. <laughs> um, so he goes there uh, and uh, we find out that Shane is the guy that called him in because at one point in time they were both working together on the blood substitute uh, uh, potion. Unclear. And that Shane then started dating Sarah, David's wife, and he didn't like it. So he's like, you suck, buster. Get on out of here. And they got in a fist fight and Shane whipped his ass. Actually, what happened is David obviously is a going to be a good breadwinner. Mm -hmm. And Shane's a bit of a you know wild guy. Yeah. But David just doesn't have sex with his wife or pay attention to her or know anything about his children mm -hmm. later. Mm -hmm. So even early on in their relationship, if she wanted sex, she had to go to Shane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, we, so those, 
Those are probably both Shane's kids. We learned some deets about that later, yeah. Um, but that first, that older <laughs> one's kind of doofy, so he was like, eh, I'll, I'll let it slide. I'll just take the one that has psycho dreams. <laughs> that That's my kid. So Van Helsing then makes it into the diner, and there is Sandy, and she thinks he's dreamy. She's like, hey, vampire hunter, here's my number. Meet me out here at noon. Okay, you best be on your way, Mr. Vampire Hunter. Get on out of our town, right? Just I'm just like the rest of you townies here in the diner that are giving him the stink eye. Uh-huh. Anybody remember that part? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, but they, it- they get googly-eyed with each other, It's and then the rest of the, the sheriff's like, Best be moving on. Nothing to see here. Yeah, she's hot. Go away. <laughs> and then he orders a coffee and doesn't drink it, yeah, which is right. probably good. I was waiting for him to drink the coffee and have it be disgusting because mm. it couldn't have been good coffee. <laughs> yeah, they don't eat food or drink things. They, they they make fake hamburgers to put up appearances. Yeah, so that, that seems like they're a normal town. Uh, but they just sit there and grow mold on them. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. So uh, the Harrison girls, though, they've gone exploring. They found a secret passageway uh, underneath the mansion that they're staying in. And down inside of it is a coffin. Inside the coffin is David Carradine. Ah, the horror. And I love this part because he just, he's waking up and he's just kind of looking at him like, God, that was a bender last night. Oh, hey. Like, almost just annoyed. But, hey, if you're going to wake me up, let me tell you about what I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talked about Campbell being on point and, like, letting they're letting him do everything. This is perfect Carradine. Like, yeah. Carradine gets to Carradine out, and he starts with sitting up, wearing most likely his own clothes, mm-hmm. and then doing the that smile that you're like, wait, David Carradine's charming. <laughs> but he's so fucking creepy. Right. It's such a, you're like, wow, how can you be kind of charming while at the same time being 100% creepy? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, that's, he's a, he's a great cast for this role. Um, so he's like, oh, hey, don't worry, mom. Uh, I, my, my mom's buried down in the, in the basement. I go down there and visit her and clean up her coffin. And the girls just must've been confused because it's dark down there. Even though we saw down there, it was quite well lit. Uh, and the girls are like, maybe we were confused. We're just little kids after all. What do we know? Well, it was that or give up the allowance. Mm, yep. And if you're nine years old, you're like, eh. That allowance is fucking important. I got candy to buy. That's right. So Van Helsing and Sandy, they go and meet and have a picnic, which I thought was nice. Nice touch uh, mm-hmm. there, Sandy, to seduce your, the vampire hunter. Um, and uh, he quickly realizes that she's a vamp. Uh, she's a bloodsucker. Yeah, because she has no reflection in the hubcap. Yeah. So he's going to stake her, and she's like, no, 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 no. Don't kill me. I can take you to Murtalac. Murtalac. David Carradine. Jack Kerouac. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're walking along and they see the sheriff and Shane. And then Jefferson pulls up 
And and it's, there's something inside of the crate that the sheriff wants to see. And Shane's like, I'm not going to let you see inside this crate. And he's like, what are you going to do to stop me? I'm going to shoot you. you. You can't shoot a vampire. It's not going to do anything. Oh, yeah. Kablam. He's got wood bullets. Shoots him in the heart. It's like steak. Tiny exploding steaks. Mm-hmm. Done uh, medium rare. Do you think you could, uh, do you think there's any type of wood round you could possibly make that would work? Yeah, you could do it. It'd have to be subsonic, and you'd have to have so much polyurethane or polyethylene on the outside of it to harden it yeah. that it would be plastic with a wooden core. Or, yeah, it, that's what I was thinking, is just make a core in the middle. I thought it was a good idea, and I think maybe like a lot of movies don't just think of doing wood bullets with vampires because, oh, the bullet would just explode. No, you could just have it be wood inside of, you know... Some sort of casing that keeps it from splintering all over the place when it's yeah. in the air. Yeah, it's a good Can idea. Jam some wood in a hollow point. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's no rules about how big the stake has to be, right? Right. I mean, come on. Well, you just do what Blade does. And be like, oh, yeah, silver kills these fuckers, too. Do-do-do. So, yeah, but also his sword and his sweet-ass sunglasses. <laughs> And his hero poses. Blade's awesome. Uh, so the revolution is finally, it's, it, it's begun. They've got the weapon that they need. Uh, they've got the, all, everything's lined up for Jefferson's army to, to take over. We should mention that Shane and David, within the first four seconds of working together, have created the most toxic working environment <laughs> yeah. that has ever been. <laughs> Shane choke slams him onto a work table. Well, before that, like before, and you know what? On that one, David's fucking asking for it because he just says, "Oh no, you can't build a machine because you're too much of a dum dum." He was asking to get thrown across the room. Okay, and he's like, "Yep, that's you. Your work order signed right there. You did it. You fucked it up, buddy. Bad valve." And I'm like, "Okay, so they fix that valve, and you get to leave now." Is right. But instead, he keeps pushing Shane's buttons until he choke slams him, which that was, you know, totally on him for getting <laughs> choke slammed for being a dickhead. Sam, Sam's all about victim blaming. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> so <clears throat> the, the now we know that the missus, she cheated on David and that Juliet is probably Shane's child, as the movie describes to us. I was kind of surprised that it went that far. I thought it maybe like a little innuendo and then it would be revealed that, oh, no, it was fine in the end. But it, uh, she cheated on him. And Sam's got a pretty good theory about all this. So I think that's what the movie's telling us, too. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> Shane is a complete asshole who's gotten out of child support for the mm-hmm. last seven years. And ha ha ha, you've had to pay for my kid. Right, right. Ha ha ha. Also, I tried to rape you last night. You know, sorry about that. Um, and, and the kids are like, oh my God, that's the guy. He's a vampire. So Anna overhears this and she's like, oh shit, we need to tell David Carradine about this kid's visions and, and what, what she's foreseen in her dreams. Meanwhile, the entire town is going to go eat those campers. They're in the jail. They're looking tasty. They haven't had human flesh in a while, human blood. And they're like, uh, 
And I love the sequence that this all leads up to because they have the shots of the diner. Mm -hmm. And at first, everyone's pretty dispersed. And then they just keep creeping forward towards the window of the diner until everybody's like pressed up against it. And then the next shot, you see that they're outside the diner. Uh, mm-hmm. And the campers are looking out their prison cell like, what is up with this town? And so then David Carradine pulls up and he talks them out of it. He's like, I've built this place for you. You guys were living in muck before you met me. And you want to go back to that just so you can, you know, be a bloodsucker again. No, this is this is how we're going to do it. This is the dream. And, and they're like, yep. That sounds right. Well, the one lady says straight up, well, I'm convinced. (laughs) (laughs) But he takes the girls because he finds out about this dream. And uh, now the Harrisons think that the the kids have been kidnapped and they spot the the car with their bikes in it. And so they follow them. So he goes home to fight with his wife because that's all they do. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm fuck everything. Or he's like the hell with everything. And then later... They are driving in their car, and he's like, where the fuck are our kids? And she's like, I don't know. I thought you knew where they were. Who? who which one? They went into kids? town, and I'm like, yeah, they're totally old enough to ride down the highway into town on their own. Yeah. On bicycles. In a town we have no experience with. Good call. Uh, so, sundown has come, and Jefferson has gathered his army. It's time to attack. And uh, Van Helsing... And Sandy have climbed on the roof of uh, Carradine's mansion, and they're going to attack him. They're going to plan. He plans to jump on him and, and stab him. But uh, they all pull up, and they've got the Harrisons there. And the Harrisons are like, "Oh, it's you, creepy guy that lives in the basement." Okay, that's fine. No, he's okay. Don't worry. I he lives in the basement, so we know him. <laughs> Let's go inside and have tea. He's and then the one thing that his wife says is he's like, I'm going to pretend to be a parent for a minute here. God damn it. And she's like, he's the one writing the check. Yeah, he's like, good day, sir. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Let me take your coat and your bags. (coughs) So Juliet tells David Carradine about the dream that she's had that Shane is Shane and Jefferson have teamed up and they're going to leave lead a revolution and a bunch of vampires are going to die and they've got guns and yada 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 and david carradine's like my god um but then right as that's happening sandy pushes van helsing through the skylight and down onto the ground and van helsing never gets the shot to take a take a stake at david carradine well and i like how in this whole scene after he stands up he's got that one piece of glass stuck in his shoulder yeah right (laughs) for like the entire shot and then she jumps down and turns him into a vampire. Whoa! Yeah. This they they this whole scene works great. It just works great. The three of them work great together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And, and I mean, the Harrisons aren't exactly stinking it up there because they're like, "Okie dokie, I think we'll be going now." <laughs> Slowly creep away. Uh, so yeah, Van Helsing's a vampire now. Uh, the, go- the gas station two old guys are the first to get shot, which kind of sucks because I was hoping that they'd all come back to life at the end and go back to the gas station and give us another Bob Newhart show type thing. They don't. Uh, and the Harrisons can't leave because they're blocked by the army. Mm-hmm. So they turn around. Uh, the campers have been churned into vampires by Mort in the prison. They get out. 
they go and join the townies and the townies are in town they're like you can't shoot us we're fucking vampires and buck flowers switches sides he's like god damn you townies i don't even like you i want to eat some people i'm going with them and gets thrown through a window but then the guy throws him in through the window gets shot in the heart dies they're like holy shit vampire gunfight vampire gunfight <laughs> and the shooting starts it's a war it's a massacre at first when this happens because i i didn't i i read a lot and i tried to avoid pictures and descriptions of the plot so i was still quite surprised that it just became a western right here mm-hmm I was like, oh, I see what he's doing. Sundown is like, he's doing high noon here. Right. Oh, my God. This is, wow. A better title really would have helped this movie out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you noticed this either, Sam, but uh, Jefferson's character is in the back of a co- of the truck, right? Yeah. But it's got chariot sides, yeah. like an old Roman chariot, and he's got reins. And he's whipping his reins to get the chariot to move. Yeah, and he's he well, he was in about a billion westerns, I think. John Ireland kicked around for a long time, so mm-hmm. there he's the director's playing on that too. Right. Oh, okay. So there's a big shootout at the Vampire Science Center. Uh, the the townies get their hands on some guns, and they're shooting the other guys, and they get away. Uh, and Sarah has ran away on a pony and with the girls and Shane's chasing after her and, uh, he, this is, yeah, he put, he puts his family on a horse (laughs) after he tries to jog them out of Utah. Right. Yep. (laughs) So Shane finds all them on a bridge and he grabs David and he's going to choke him out. Uh, but then. Right then, David Carradine rolls up, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to shoot you with a crossbow. And, oh, yeah, well, I've got an army behind me. And then David Carradine's like, oh, yeah, well, there's like six townies up on a hill. Drop your guns. And the vampire army is like, yeah, we're surrounded. <laughs> then they drop yep. their guns. <laughs> You're like, oh, they flanked us. I, I don't think they had enough. <laughs> like, Yeah, sure, like. Seven of the vampires on that side are going to die, but we still have like 300 other vampires right here. And you've got crossbows. You're yeah. Locked. No, we're not dropping our guns. You crazy? Mm-hmm. And for how good this movie does with rules of vampires, for the most part, they left out fire mm. intentionally, I think, because otherwise in this part, that's when one of those old fuckers from the gas station shows up with a flamethrower. Right. Puts this little rebellion out real quick. Like, Those are nice guns. This is a fucking flamethrower. <laughs> Die, hippies. Uh, so so the shootout fire starts back up because, yeah, there's not enough guns on them. And uh, Shane's chasing after Sarah again. And the girls hide in the secret passageway. But then Shane finds mom climbing the stairs because uh, he smells her blood. So she's... She runs up onto the bed. Good place for that. He lectures and monologues for a little while, then starts climbing on top of her like, hey, what better time to hump you than right here? I mean, are you trying to, like, seduce her and, like, you're going to be my vampire babe? Turn her into a vampire before you, you know, you're on the clock. That's going to get messy. That'll be a bad relationship. 
Yeah, I don't know what Shane's objective is here. To win. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also find out that it was all Shane's idea. The whole thing was his plan. He knows how to put in a fucking valve. He's an engineer. Mm. He doesn't know how to put in a valve. (laughs) (laughs) There's a big shootout outside of the mansion. Uh, David has arrived, and Sandy's like, I'll take you across the way to the other house via the secret passage. And uh, so they go out there, and Bruce Campbell gets shot. Oh, no, Van Helsing, are you okay? Yeah, he's fine. But he gives uh, David some holy water. Like, here you go, buddy. This is the point where I am, when Shane's still doing his thing, David hasn't made it anywhere because he's a fucking idiot Mm -hmm. uh, and a bad husband. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the two of them. I'm like, you know, Shane could do a lot better. Than Sarah? Yeah. Why? She's just not, no. I thought she was pretty good looking. (laughs) She's All right. a nice person that the you know hopes and dreams like the rest of us and uh, a vicious ass. Hmm. <laughs> but she does wear a nightgown and a bathrobe for about three quarters of this movie. She's not sure the snappiest of dressers or one that even puts effort. They're like, you need to look like a mom, and she's like, I what? Yeah, you know what your mom looked like when you were a kid. And she's like, so a bottle of vodka, a pack of cigarettes, <laughs> and a bathrobe. Yep. <laughs> How everybody's parents look. So he's she's not succumbing to the seduction, so he's just gonna take her and he she screams. Uh-huh. Which then alerts uh her husband David, who's now just standing at the bottom of the stairs, not doing anything. Oh, I, they're up there. What was I doing? God, what I was totally I checked doing? out there for a minute. <laughs> he he had totally checked out. He was still thinking about the valve and how he hasn't actually fixed it yet. Right. <laughs> It's like, I can't believe what I, I knew it. I knew he was an idiot. That's a goddamn release valve. What an idiot. Shane. Oh, Shane. Man, I totally don't remember walking in this room right now. Huh. How about that? Uh, So he runs upstairs and he's got a gun and he shoots Shane, but he doesn't shoot him in the heart. Shane's still alive. Jumps up, grabs him. He's going to choke him. But then he, David reaches up and grabs the holy water and dumps it on the back of his neck, which then punches a hole straight through his neck. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, you don't always die from tobacco. <laughs> Get it? Because then you'd have to have one of those throat boxes. Mm-hmm. I am Shane. <laughs> hey, vampire. Do what I say. Yeah. <laughs> blah. <laughs> blah. Blah. <laughs> yeah, he uh, goes ahead and he shoots Shane through the heart. After telling his wife to throw him the gun, uh-huh. don't throw guns. Yeah, right. She throws it at him like it's a baseball. He didn't catch it, in a mil- not in a million years. <laughs> hit him in the face. Uh, it hit him in the face. Shattered he went down. Shane took him with. Shane died, but killed David on the way out. And that's. But before she throws the gun like a baseball, when she gets off the bed and David and Shane start fighting, she sprints directly into the door and knocks herself out. <laughs> <laughs> so Shane's dead he, he got shot in the chest finally uh the vamps burst in they've surrounded sandy and they use her as a uh as a hostage but not before she kills buck flowers with a with an umbrella because he's gonna put his hands all over smooth milky skin 
This is great because the umbrella opens after it's on the other side of his back. Mm -hmm. And then he he has a hard time dying because he's now too big for the vestibule. (laughs) (laughs) This is comedy gold right here. (laughs) Uh, So Jefferson's got Sandy. He's like, all right. Drop your guns, and now we're going to kill all you, or we kill her. Okay, well, that's not a good deal, but David Carradine's too smart, and he's like, if you want to do this right, you and I have to have an honor duel. And he reveals that this whole time he's going to win because he's Dracula. He had to change his name, even though we knew that from the beginning, that he was Dracula. I thought he was just David Carradine being David Carradine. Yeah, which is pretty Dracula-y. Yeah, it is. You know, Bram Stoker's, you know, he, he he's creepy and gross looking, but also charming. You know, like he charms, what's her name? Well, I don't think that a Dracula could get along very well in society if he looked like a fucking gargoyle. Well, at the end when, uh, you know, in Bram Stoker's Dracula, when uh, uh, John Hurt, Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman, thank you, uh, gets that weird bun hair. He's pretty gross looking that point yeah but he's retreating from society that's true yes 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 he's like hey jonathan harker come hang out i'm lonely (laughs) (laughs) like what what are you doing dracula why are you inviting this guy here because you want to bang his girlfriend just go bang his girlfriend you don't need him to like hang out with you (laughs) you're dracula blah 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 uh anyways so dracula wins but he doesn't have enough bullets and, oh, shit, fuck, now they just pick up their guns and they're going to shoot them all. But up on the roof, after taking way, way long mm-hmm. to do anything, David has built a giant wooden cross out of furniture. <laughs> That's not only is it a wooden cross out of furniture, but he was able to actually rig some lighting effects on it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Did you notice it has, like, a glowy center? Like, he did a nice job with some wiring while he was up there and everybody was almost dying. Yeah. Yeah. And uh And kind of a shithead move, really, to what? build this cross and, and hike it up there because he's just gonna kill them all. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what he thinks. He's gonna kill everybody. I don't know if he really gives a shit though. <laughs> I mean they're fucking bloodsuckers, right? Yeah. Not like Blade was like, Oh well, you're cool, but you don't you know I don't know, that's kind of a dickhead move. No, he's just trying to get his ass out of there. Yeah. Oh yeah, and his family too. Right. Yeah, you gotta kill all those bloodsuckers, Jackie. But they don't because the they have been forgiven. Everybody that's a bad vampire burns up, but but uh, all the townies they're left alone because they're not eating people anymore. This is the rapture. Mm, well, wait, no, it's just vampire death. No, it's yeah. Only the malicious die. Yeah. Yeah. So then. So then the good inherit the earth. That's not what that's happens not in the rapture. No. Well, then they're taking him down to hell. How's that? All right. We got to watch Left Behind again for you, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch Left Behind, you're not going to. You won't know how the rapture works. Yeah, because all you get is Kirk Cameron being like, oh, what happened? <laughs> you're not like you don't like have both takes where his wife is up on a cloud playing a harp, you know, and we don't get to see all that. So, yeah, it's not a it's not a good documentary film. <laughs> um. I also like that Jefferson explodes. Everybody else yeah. just kind of melts and boils, but he actually explodes. Yeah, he had the most malice of them all. Blew right up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Dracula vows to ensure peace and uh, live in harmony with mankind. And 
The Harrisons are like, okay, cool, bye, and they go home. And Van Helsing's a vampire now, and he's got a girlfriend. He's mm-hmm. pretty hot. And, all, uh, yeah. All worked out in the end. All, right, all worked who wa- out. Who wants to go first on questions? How much do you think he got paid to take this job? Who? David? David or Shane. Let's just equate it to a different scenario that's based in reality. Uh, this town has all of its bets, all of everything that it possibly can into this factory. If this factory doesn't work out, the whole town's going to put. And uh, it's a nice, it seems like it's a nice factory. Like they've, it doesn't look like the rest of the town. It looks like a science factory. Uh, so they've, they've invested some bucks into it. Uh, and uh, they've, they're vampires. So, you know, they've saved up for a while, you know, like a few thousand years. Um, so I think probably pretty good money. I'm guessing that they both took it because it was like two years salary for a short job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'd take that job. Heck yeah, man. Then I'll get to the big one. Are either of those David's children? I'm going to go with no. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think that she's been fucking Shane the whole time. I thought you went to your mother's twice a week when I'm not here ever. He doesn't even know what his family looks like. Right. Right. But she did like realize the error of her ways because if she was still boning Shane, he wouldn't have to like fly in and be a vampire rapist. He could just be like, hi. Hey. How you doing? (laughs) And she'd be like, oh. Come on in. <laughs> Don't worry, he's got his headphones on. He'll never know. But no, so they broke it off a while ago. But yeah. Yeah, but those aren't his kids. Those aren't his kids. Um can vampires and man truly ever live in peace? Or is this a fantasy of Dracula's? I feel like the head people, the vampires could get with the Red Cross and it'd be just some paperwork. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're not going to kill a bunch of people. Yeah. But then why wouldn't we'll figure everybody, it out? I mean, like. You couldn't you'd have to be like, hey, we're vampires. We're, we're real because um, otherwise you're going to like Facebook. Wow. That guy really has an age. Wait, Dick Clark is 300 years uh old how have we not noticed that until now he's a goddamn vampire uh turns out he wasn't uh so vampires would get discovered eventually and they'd have to be like yeah we're immortal and we don't actually kill people anymore then everybody'd be like sign me the fuck up yeah that's exactly what i was about to say if being a vampire was peaceful nobody would be human right and then all the vampires would die it just is a bad deal yeah, so there's no there's no peace to be had. They'll go back to war, and uh, yeah, sorry, Dave, sorry, Dracula, it's a fantasy. Jackie, you got any questions? Do you think that she should have just stayed with Shane? Yes. No, Shane was a total asshole. He tried to rape her. Sam, I I don't know if. Yes, is all. She shouldn't be with either one of them, and she shouldn't have had kids. 
she should use protection or something like that. I don't know. Because she's got out of wedlock kids with one guy. She's married to another guy. It's she's not doing the right. She, she's not doing the right thing either. Let's yeah, let's not, not make her innocent not, here. Yeah. Okay. All right. But still, no. Shane's a rapist. That's like, no. Get out. Go to hell, dude. Yeah. So then David's just kind of a wanker. So eh, I don't know. Um. Who is your favorite? Uh, who is your favorite performance in this movie? Like character-wise, actor-wise, anything. I really liked the first brother, the one that gets put in jail. Mort. Mort. Yeah, M. M. at Walsh. Mm-hmm. He was probably my favorite. I think I'm gonna go with M. M. at Walsh too. I loved him in this movie. I thought he was hilarious and exactly like if you have to cast this. Put M.M. at Walsh in it. There's nobody fucking else. Um, you could you could put Dick Miller in one of these roles, but Dick Miller's kind of a slender guy. You kind of need a fat guy to sit, you know, to be the ZZ top. They all look the same type thing, except for the drummer, which is weird. Like, why doesn't the drummer look like the other two? Um, so I guess maybe you could fit Dick Miller in there someplace. But yeah, M.M. Walsh is probably my favorite. Yeah. I am actually going to go with Deborah Foreman on this one. Hmm. The girl that played Valley Girl. When yeah. she's being uh, apprehended and where she's been taken prisoner, say, mm-hmm. yeah. by Bruce Campbell, and she's just sort of like having to negotiate the Utah desert in heels and pretending to be a uh, prisoner when she's not and all of the other things. Like when she's like basically asking her dad if she can get married later, like. It's a weird in-between performance, but I really liked it a lot. Yeah, she was good, too. Uh, and I got one more weird question. This is the big one. Uh, if you were a vampire, would you ever go all bat? Or would you just go Batman? Because during the transformation point, there is a man-sized bat that can fly. Why would you ever go back? Like, like, what's the point of being a bat if you can be a man bat? If you're a bat, you weigh a lot less. So on those times that you eat shit, you won't actually die. Because <laughs> <laughs> being a bat is like flying a helicopter. You're going to crash at some point. I've seen bats run. I've had a bat run into my head. <laughs> and it was fucking moving. Like, it hurt. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And I see it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's a bat. And the bat's like, Jesus Christ, it's a guy. <laughs> so you're saying that they're not the most skilled of, of aerial creatures. No, the bats can't. Mammals are shitty at flying. That's why there's only one that can do it. And it's shitty at it. It runs into crap all the time. And it's saved by its lightweight. So, that, so you're saying that. They churned into bats all the way just so that they could get out of that cave. Because if they'd stuck as, as man bats, they would have just gone bonk right into a stalactite. <laughs> or the first time you crash, you're like wadded up a human pretz like you're a vampire. You're not dead, but you're like spines broken in six places. Like, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> right. I guess you're, uh, I guess that's a good take. Um, go all bat. Final recommendations on this one. I will start. Yes. Uh, I think this is going to be in year in review. I really like this movie. I think it's it's weird. It's also weird how in the late uh, 80s, like there was this obsession with mashing up Westerns with science fiction and horror because you've got uh, uh, the Catherine Bigelow, Bill Paxton 
they live not they live what the fuck is we did that dark times <laughs> at ridgemont high what the hell is that vampire movie uh perfect dark yeah near perfect, dark not, no near dark thank you uh and then this you've got oblivion which is a science fiction mashup with an old western town i even think that hell comes to Frogtown is a science yeah. fiction post-apocalyptic uh western mashup it's just weird that all three or four of those just were right in this area where somebody was like dude westerns are cool but we need to put twists on them um but this is i think one of the best i think this is probably the second best to hell come to Frogtown. um absolute blast the spot on type of comedy that it was going for is what it achieves not there's no wah, wah in this at all uh i think that this movie should be a much bigger deal than it is sam the other thing it has in common with hell comes to frog town is it's like the only two movies where you can look at them and go they actually pulled it off yeah that's a lot of people are like oh what if you made this movie with these kind of offbeat ideas and that and but you had a really decent production value the answer is is that nobody with the money that funds decent production value will green light that movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this in i think this one's a little bit more out there than uh hell comes to frogtown in terms of the idea that they're working with i am astounded that they pulled this off with that production crew that's this thing was fucking shot well for what it is yeah i mean it's shot well for anything but it's shot amazingly for what it is i couldn't this is the most like the the best example of wow that stuff never gets made this one they actually pulled it off how about that yeah so i don't like it as much as it comes to Frogtown, right but i like it a lot and it's a do there you go jackie I was laughing my ass off the first time I watched this, and it was even better the second time Um, Mm. for all the reasons you guys already stated, and it's just kind of campy. Yeah, it's very campy. And I I loved it. I loved it. So I definitely will give this a do. Yeah. All right. Three do's. We haven't had one of those in a while. So this is uh, a good movie, and you should not uh, waste your time doing anything else, and make sure you watch Sundown, uh, A Vampire in Retreat, and then pretend that that title doesn't exist. Um. Next week, we are off, guys, uh, so there won't be an episode next week. But when we come back after that, we will be doing King Solomon's Mines, currently streaming on Amazon Prime, starring Sherrod Stone and Richard Chamberlain. So make sure to watch that. And tomorrow, go out and vote. Skip the chopper. Go out and vote. Damn it. Fans of Stinker Madness, iTunes thinks you don't like us. What? How is that possible? Well, it's because you haven't given us a review yet. Go to Stinker Madness on iTunes and take just a couple seconds to rate and review us there. While you're at it, hit up Stitcher.com as well. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at forward slash Stinker Madness. And email us at talk at We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and get to the chopper.